Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Senior Ops Officer Aboard USS Nimitz Discusses UFO Encounter. Now this is an article from Gaia.com, and I don't really know how I missed this. It's listed as October 18th, 2018, and we've talked a lot about the uh, USS Nimitz UFO encounters and that whole situation, uh, how the recording from the from the uh, cockpit recorders was handled, how it tied in with ATIP and Tom DeLong and all this. But this is a slightly different angle. In this situation, the fellow talks about how he was affected psychically by this UFO encounter. It says, and the title is, just as we said, Senior Ops Officer Aboard USS Nimitz Discusses UFO Encounter. The article's dated October 18th, 2018. It says, since the New York Times disclosed the existence of the Pentagon's secret advanced aerospace threat identification program, AATIP, ATIP, which studied military encounters with UFOs, much speculation has floated regarding the program's finding and who was, who exactly was involved. Now a crew member aboard the USS Princeton involved in the 2004 Nimitz encounter with the Tic Tac-shaped UFO has come forward to share some of the high strangeness he's experienced since that incident 14 years ago. Kevin Day was a senior chief operations specialist aboard the USS Princeton in November 2004 and is mentioned though his surname is redacted, and the executive summary of the incident officially released by the Pentagon. So this fellow's name is Kevin Day. He was a senior chief operations specialist aboard the USS Princeton. It says Day recently spoke to UFO researcher Mike DeMonte about his subsequent experiences in the years following the event. Now keep in mind this article is written in October 2018, and the actual event had occurred back in 2004. It says, including a newfound psychic faculty, he claims, gave him advanced cognition, heightened intellect, and the ability to manifest things he desired in life. Wow, now that does sound like a mouthful. Including a newfound psychic faculty, he claims, gave him advanced cognition, heightened intellect, and the ability to manifest things he desired in life. That part there sounds a little bit scary. It's almost like we're getting a little bit into the spiritualism side of this, and I'm not sure that I would be comfortable with that if I was a fellow that had witnessed this UFO. Day says he also began having vivid dreams of global apocalyptic events that led to flashbacks in his waking life and severe anxiety. Wow, now that's a combination. He says he has increased cognitive abilities, heightened intellect. He's able to basically manifest things he desires. I suppose a sort of faith where I don't know how that works. I want a new car, a new car shows up. 
And then he says he began having vivid dreams of global apocalyptic events that led to flashbacks in his waking life and severe anxiety. So apparently he's having these dreams and then he's recognizing these dreams or he's recalling them during the day and it's causing him a great deal of severe anxiety. Especially concerning, especially this seems a little concerning to me, you know, in light of the fact that we're in the middle of this whole COVID thing or whatever it is. I mean, the deeper I get into this thing and the more deception I uncover, the more I believe that it's something way more sinister than a simple flu virus released out of China. I hope I'm wrong. But this is a common thing, a common theme that we see among people who have had uh, UFO and alien encounters is this notion of global apocalyptic events. Though he refrained from speaking out immediately after the incident, and even after it was published by the New York Times last year, Day authored a fictional story based on the changes he's perceived in himself since the Nimitz incident titled The Seer. The story published in 2009 parallels his experiences from five years earlier when he was privy to the encounter from the U.S. Princeton's Combat Information Center, CIC. Now, I kind of wonder, and I've heard sometimes that guys will write these stories and they'll just list them as fictional so they can get around some of the top secret clearance stuff. And I, I wonder if maybe that's what he's doing here. I mean, maybe if he writes it as fictional, the feds can't come back on him later and say that, he that he's shared some state secret. I guess maybe that's a smart way to do it. Writing his accounts as fiction helped him recount his experiences, leaving evidence of the UFO encounter and its high strangeness in plain sight as he describes it. Writing it as fiction provided me a way of attempting to describe the very nature of what we had encountered, to capture the weirdness of it, Day said. And although the seer is certainly fantastical, so too was the actual event. In fact, it is entirely possible the actual truth will turn out to be far, far stranger than my fictional storylines. Perhaps the most striking part of Day's story is that the Carrier Strike Group, CSG, in which the Princeton Nimitz were part of, have been tracking these UFOs, or unidentified aerial phenomena as the military refers to them, for several days before the recorded encounter by two of the group's F-A-18 fighter jets. Day said that in the days before the encounter, he had been tracking and observing the UAPs without his colleagues seeming to notice. He waited for the rest of his crew in the CIC to comment on them, but no one but no one would. Some chalk this up to the stigma associated with reporting such sightings when in charge of multi-billion machinery, no one wants to risk their reputation, or worse, their jobs, to report what might be construed as an alien spaceship. What bewildered Day was the fact that he was not just seeing a few anomalies, but what appeared to be an entire fleet of airborne objects operating above them, now, we have talked about this repeatedly in the last few months about these UFO fleets and the fact they seem to be watching us in the middle of this COVID crisis. And here it seems that back in 2004 we had the same thing, this UFO fleet watching the Nimitz Battle Carrier Group. And as we've talked about before, this Battle Carrier Group happened to have some very high-tech radar on board. When he eventually said something, he said everyone acted as if they suddenly knew about the objects 
and had been observing them as well. That's when the FA-18s were deployed. Day's account of the fleet of UAPs was later corroborated in an interview given by Luis Elizondo, the former director of AATIP. Now, we also know Luis Elizondo is the guy tied up with uh, the Academy to the Stars and Tom DeLonge. I also, um, it's interesting here, he says, when he talks about how they're viewing the objects, the UFOs on the Navy radar, he says, they suddenly knew about the objects and had been observing them as well. Now, I almost wonder if a little bit of the observer effect is happening here, where these people are all just intently staring at these things on the radar, and it seems like we found out later that this radar is probably some pretty high-tech stuff, even in 2004. And it was almost they were in a conspiracy of silence. And then when somebody said something, oh yeah, those are the UFOs. Then all of a sudden, they were able to all admit to the reality of the phenomenon that they were viewing. And it does seem to be this, this thing that happens between the observers and the UFOs. After the event, Day said he had has been contacted by men he can only describe as spooks though he hasn't been involved in any studies conducted by the government related to the incident. He has, however, been in talks with Elizondo and Tom DeLong, but is unable to give any more details. So it sounds like he was visited by the men in black that we spoke about on an earlier podcast when we talked about how crews were sent in just to basically take all of the data that was on board those ships. It says, we look forward to whatever else he will whatever else will be released because according to former Senate, uh, former senior major senator major majority leader excuse me Harry Reid there's a lot more that might be hiding in plain sight of course at Harry Reid's age if he knew what was hiding in plain sight it would be helpful if he told us I'm not sure why he would even bother to wait now but I thought this was interesting. It's, I said it's an article from a couple of years ago that I just had, well, a year and a half, that just escaped my attention about this fellow talking about how he feels like he has increased cognition, intellect, and the ability to actually materialize things that he's desired. And he credits it all to having this UFO encounter. Basically, he just viewed the UFOs uh, on the radar, as far as we know now. If the encounter went past that, I guess we'll have to read his book to find out. But it's just one more angle to this whole Nimitz uh, Battle Carrier Group from 2004, this famous cockpit UFO video. Pretty cool stuff. Recommend taking a look at it. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. (laughs) 